welcome everybody uh, to another great podcast. We're very excited um, about this one. We've got the Motley Crew Body Brew uh, people with us today. Um, and today you are, that is truer than true. There is no one alive that is youer than you, Dr. Seuss. Being true to the South African representation, Motley Crew are made up of individuals of different back backgrounds, appearances, and character, but all with the same goal of giving the best product range of toiletries for your tween to keep them both and yourself happy. They celebrate a variety of individuals, catering for kids between the ages of 8 and 13 years, keeping in mind that they stay both fun and fashionable. Motley Crew ensures professional profession and expert care if they put into every product made for your tween. Starting at your child's skin care could not be easier. With all the products made with aloe vera and shea butter, they are sure to look good and even feel better. Thank you so much. Welcome, Corin, Estella, and Louisa. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for having us. So, Motley Crew, tell us a little bit about your journey, Louisa. Um, when did you guys start? Um, a specific focus that you have um, on the ranges and the kids specifically. So, tell us a little bit about the journey. Why? What is your why? Wow. Yeah, that's, um, that's a good question and, and quite an easy one, I think, to, to answer. I think why we went into this initially is that um, we've all got kids between the ages of eight and 13 or 14 now and you know we found it exceptionally difficult going out into the trade and trying to find products that um, weren't a little you know too young or babyish for them you know they, they eventually start getting past that stage of Spider-Man and Batman and Dora uh, the Explorer um, and also that weren't um, not too mature you know you know skincare ranges like Clearasil and deodorants like Axe um, you know we really felt that there was nothing in between that we could find for our own kids which then led to the idea of, you know, why don't we create something for tweens in South Africa, um, something that speaks to them, something that um, they enjoy looking at, a design that that um, speaks to them and that they like. And, um, and that's how the idea, I guess, came about initially. And we got chatting. Um, Stella was the one who brought the idea up initially and got chatting to me about it and eventually we needed a creative person, somebody that could translate it all and, and all the ideas that we got from the kids. You know, we, we had amazing focus groups with girls and boys from different ages and um, they gave us great insight into what it is that they wanted, you know, from packaging to design to smell um, and, and products that they would actually use, you know, not that their parents were forcing them to use. And um, and then yeah, with current creative genius, we were able to bring that to life. Well, I think you did a fantastic job. I'll tell you how you even got me. Um, so I, if I look at your product on shelf, um, it sort of just mm -hmm. takes it, it. feels a bit more serious, um, and then it's still very um, um, you know well priced on the shelf, and it almost feels to me like kids are growing up a lot faster um, nowadays, and that you sort of catered for that specific need. Did you know when you get to that age, you're a little bit more aware now um, and, you know, you don't want the Spider-Man or Superman bottle in your in your shower or in your bathroom anymore. So I think that you've done it creatively. Um, Corin. I know that you were involved creatively. How did you guys come up with that um, sort of design? Well, um, first we came up with a name and we wanted 
our brand to represent all kids, all South African kids, and you know have the ethos of kids accepting each other and loving each other for their differences because they are different and celebrating those differences. And then the the rest of uh, the brand sort of built up from there. Once we had our name, we designed the logo, and then. As Louisa said, we had our focus groups and we ran it by the kids. So they also had the what they liked and what they didn't like. And um, then we just came up with the colors and everything's bright and fun. And it's supposed to be a very happy brand and a, a brand where kids, not just, uh, you know, also on social media and on TikTok, hopefully can engage with it and sort of um, we, we, we want to to have this motley crew sort of culture um, where kids just feel comfortable and enjoy it, you know. Um, yeah, so that's how we did it. I saw some of your content on YouTube um, and um, I think you're definitely going to hit the mark on that. But, you know, you have to also have a great product um, and it also has to serve the purpose. And we always say, yeah, that you can't just ask for some emotional support uh, being South African. But product has to be good, and also retailers want it to be good because they want to ensure a sell-out a process, but they also want to make sure that there's after-sale and care, then love that goes into the brand afterwards. What's what's your philosophy on that, Louisa? So that's, that's exactly it. I mean, you know, we, we want to put together, or we, we believe we put together a good product. We're not aimed at the um, high-end um, of the, the market. We are catering to everybody. You know, our brand is inclusive and um, we want everybody to be able to have access to it. So, you know, we, although we focus on great packaging and great design, our product is, it's good. It's very much in line with a lot of the other products that are out there um, at the moment. But we wanted to make sure that we were still well priced, you know, that, um, that we were accessible, that everybody could could earn some monthly crew. We have spent an enormous amount of time going back and circling back to the kids to let them choose the fragrances that they that they enjoy. Um, uh, we've also enhanced the formulation with um, shea butter as well as aloe vera. Aloe vera is there to kind of um, calm the skin, and shea butter just provides that extra little bit of moisturizer. Um, and then they are all wherever um, it is applicable. They are paraben free. They are pH balanced, and we have got the Proudly South African accreditation as well as the Beauty Without Cruelty um, accreditation. Because we do know that this generation, those 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 kind of um, movements, is really important to them. So it was important for us to to be able to be accredited as Beauty Without Cruelty and Proudly South African. You know, and I know that when people listen to this, um, you know, one, we are a lot more informed and want to be informed what we put onto our skins, not just on our skins, but what we feed our bodies. And I think if you think about the sensitivity of kids at that age, um, so people just want to hear this care that goes into the development of products and what, what type of love we put into our products when we make things yeah, and when we support people that do these type of, you know, take these steps to ensure that our kids, you know, live a better and a healthier life and happier life. And I know that that could perhaps sounds a little bit dramatic, but that is a reality, you know, and then it's not just a product. We always say, who are you behind the shelf and the label? And if people can just, we, we, we want to get to a place where next time that you take the Motley Crew uh, body uh, uh, cream or when you, next time you buy any one of their products, and I know they've got a wide range, 
just think about Stella, Louisa, and Corin, the development team, and then the support chain. So firstly, how they research and develop these products, how they take care and love and what they produce, then the value chain that it ultimately represents. You know, so many lives depends on the support of this business, but then they're not just saying, please support us. They're saying, this is what we've done and the development that we've put into and the thought and the care and the love that we've put into our product. So I really want to congratulate all three of you for that. And it's amazing to hear that from business owners. Well, thank, thank you, you. Thank you very much. <laughs> so journey to retail, Thanks. it's not an easy one. A lot of people fear it. A lot of small businesses fear it. How did you get onto mm. the shelves of a clicks? Um, and I, do you also sell wholesale? I know it's three questions in one because then you've got the uh, online store. You've got the wholesale side on the click side, I'm assuming, and then have you also got um, uh, two salons that ultimately also handle kids and, and or kids uh, studios? Because it's a local brand and we, we, we just three normal, ordinary parents um, of children, our pockets are not as deep as a, as a global company. Yes. So we have to be very strategic in how we approach um, where we put our products. Uh, we obviously wanted to make it accessible to a consumer, so we, we had to go to a bigger retailer so that they can give us the footprint. But we knew from the start that we won't have the deep enough pockets to just go too wide and too broad. Um, within, within dealing with retailers as a small brand, there are learnings. I mean, it hasn't been an easy ride. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we kind of also realized sometimes we need even deeper pockets than what we've realized. Um, and that potentially, you know, the, the, the retailer don't care as much about your brand as what you do. So you, you're the one that has got to drive it. You're the one that has got to keep that passion in the brand. And, and, and like I said, you know, if you, if you don't push that wheelbarrow, it doesn't move. Um, so the, 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 the love and the passion definitely remains with us. Um, we need the national footprint in order for consumers to get there. It is not our wish to expand too quickly. Um, and it's purely just so that we can manage our cash flow and our finances better. I tell you, you know, just to give people a bit of insight, um, you know, firstly, a retailer's got enormous feet. Um, they sell a large a, a, a variety of products and that has a benefit to smaller companies wanting to stock there because they've got the feet and the marketing ability to get people there. But just think about some of the challenges. You've got rebates in, in, in retail store, you've got a product a stock losses, you've got a DC that you need to deal with, then you've got to have huge cash flow in order to maintain shelf uh, space um, and also then have stock within those shelves. So I know that those are big fundamental problems um, and I know that retailers over the years, some of them have adapted, some of them have not, but it's still challenging. So I think it is fantastic that you're taking control of your own brand because that's ultimately, if you look at uh, the market and where it's going people uh, we are hoping and driving people to understand that a little bit more um and what is what is where is your biggest sale is it still in your retail stores uh, can i assume that so at the moment it is definitely still with the with the retailer and yeah. you know clicks is our is our biggest retailer that uh, and our only retailer that we've launched with we are um and it's a new initiative from our side we have just started a uh, gift set that we are selling directly from our own website. Um, and we've seen an amazing interest in it um, in the past few weeks since we've launched it. So that's really exciting for us. We've also partnered with a few other smaller online sites. Um, and we've, we've had interest from other retailers. So I think in time we will, you know, investigate those further and, and see where that may lead. Obviously, the COVID-19 situation doesn't help things at the moment. Um, 
But yeah, as, as Stella said, you know, our aim is not to go too big too quickly, but to, to get it right, you know, to get it right initially and focus on where we are and then slowly but surely build out that footprint and build out that awareness with the South African consumer. Yeah, the more cons- and, the, and the launch of that sorry, the launch of that e commerce part of us I think has exceeded all our expectations. Um, I mean, it's a, it's an apt time to do that due to to the COVID situation, yeah. but it has definitely um, performed better than what we actually initially anticipated, which is a great sign. Um, and and it just gives us our own our own portal and our own control over our brand to a certain extent. Oh, well, um, it just make me very proud uh, about. Uh, Taking on these challenges every day, um, and and still feeling so passionate and energetic about it, um, I'm really honoured about this interview. Yeah, I just wanted to say, but also what they do for you um, is they put you into Botswana and to Namibia. And the reason I even mention this is that is another benefit of what retailers that are willing to work with local brands, um, and also they benefit a lot out of that. You know, they don't have to major or get major stock uh, from overseas, so they don't have to order in containers. It brings up cash flow. They love the idea of local businesses driving marketing uh, which then drive sales to their stores so there's a lot of benefit from them also supporting local companies like yourself have you seen that as or have you seen a shift in that or do you still think it's uh, an uphill yeah, i think from a retailer's perspective you know at the end of the day they they're there to make money i think that's the the honest truth you know yeah. and um they it is, it is amazing and it is fantastic they are willing to give um, small and newer brands the opportunity to, to trial. And, um, and I do see that a lot of the retailers support South African local brands, which, which is amazing, you know. But I guess um, no matter which retailer it is, you know, it does boil down to sales at the end of the day and whether you're making them. Um, and I think that's, that's always going to be the challenge um, for the smaller brands versus the big international brands that just have got so much money behind them, you know, that they can support with marketing activity and, and advertising and building that brand awareness at such a scale and not even that being able to procure their products at a at a cheaper price, you know. I think that's the probably the biggest obstacle that small brands face or quantity of scale um, issues. So, you know, we just can't buy at the same volumes as a bigger brand can and, and get the discounts that they can. So um, I do believe the retailers are very willing to support, which is which is amazing. But yeah, you do need to back it with the sellout. Yeah, we work with brands and in every single brand that we've gone into retailers and hopefully a retailer listens to this and the buyers is that we've seen success because once a brand allows you to charge a little bit more and that's all based on the right fundamentals to charge a little bit more, we see that they Mm -hmm. actually bank brand Um, and a brand allows you just to charge at slightly more premium and not necessarily premium um, but just that extra little bit of value add um, of the product that allows the retailers to really benefit from that Um, and I think that over the next two years we'll see a major shift more and more towards that because I think the consumer also has the ability to apply some pressure on ensuring that um, the local retailers stock our local goods yeah so we hope that would (laughs) 
So, yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's it's uh, it's always gonna. Yeah, that's why we do this type of conversations because we don't want to just force it down anybody's throat. We want to just highlight the great reasons to do business with each other, the value proposition that lies with each in each other, then the economic footprint that that carries, uh, and that's a true partnership. And I think once we more the more we highlight that that it's not just a product dump and run, put it on the shelf, hopefully it sells, because I think that there's more uh, consistency and also feasibility in the the greater form. So over the last four months, um, I can imagine it's been challenging. I see that in between the last four months, which I'm going to assume a lot here, but this business must have also had a lot of challenges. You've also then taken some time to give back. Um, and I saw that you've done recently something with Hillwood Primary, uh, Dr. Alcana, is that right? Yes, yeah, so we, we've actually been partnering with the... Um the online site, there's a Facebook group called The Village in, in Cape Town, seeing as we're all Cape Town based. And um, they, we, we managed to have a drive where we asked the village, in other words, all the people who subscribe to the Facebook page, you know, to help us and to nominate a needy school um, who would be deserving of 50 bottles of our hand sanitizer. And we realized there's been so much conversation on social media and the web and just pretty much everywhere about kids returning to school and how safe it is. But, you know, we sometimes forget that it's not a matter of kids returning to school. Some don't even have the option to return to school. Some don't have masks to wear. Some don't have access to soap and water, you know, before school, like running water, let alone hand sanitizers, you know. So um, it's all great having a big debate about that. But we wanted to make sure that, you know, we've produced hand sanitizers. We are all about kids. I mean, that's what we stand for. We're there to, to help them. We want to be inclusive. So it um, lent itself well for us to, to run a drive like that. And it was a school in Lavender Hill in Cape Town that was the recipient. We met with the, um, the headmaster. And, yeah, they were ever so grateful to receive the, the hand sanitizers there to use for their children. Well, we thank you very much that even in the last four months, you've managed to find the spirit and the time to, to also give back. Um, tell me, it's maybe some hard questions, but how's the last four months been? Are we going to see Motley Crew in the next um, 10 years still in South Africa? Yes. <laughs> and I think, I, I, yeah, I think it, was, it was a great time for us because um, our product is a local product and I think everybody is, Turning back to local, uh, to local shopping and local producers and online shopping is going up and up with COVID nineteen. So we actually this was a great time for us to, to start establishing our brand and not worrying too much. This was anyway a period where we were building our brand, and it was a good time for us to actually start doing that. I am so inspired. Yeah, and I think often, no. often COVID, um, like, kind of was the catalyst to, to also that realization of of taking ownership of the brand and launching the e-commerce site and exceeding our expectations. And it, it's just great. I, I think it would have come. It might just not have come at the speed that we eventually implemented it. Um, if it wasn't for COVID, you know. So I think a lot of good yeah. came from it. I'm just really grateful to hear those words um, because I think that, you know, we are a very compassionate team about what's going on at the moment, that there's real suffering. There's, there was suffering before COVID. There's now just more. It, I think it's more in our faces than ever, um, and it's a daily reminder. 
And and people are very negative, um, and not just negative. They have reasons to be, and we don't want to, um, you know, tell people always how they have to feel. But there's real greatness that's come out of this, um, and I feel that together more than ever, countries in this country, we need to join hands. Um, you know, Stella, mm-hmm. Louisa, and Corin. It's now not just somebody that is in the distant. You know, these are people that operate in our country. They make things in our country. They've creatively um, um, uh, come together to put a product together that has real fundamental value to your, to you and your kids and your family. It has a, a great economical impact. Um, so, what what do you want to? Does any one of you want to add something? When you want to just say something out to any South African men and women at the moment, entrepreneurs in the country, um, and just also perhaps uh, uh, also to your users and people that buy your products and support them, you you so well. Sure. Well, I'll I'll go from a business perspective. Um, and I think from a business perspective, um, you know, we we often say when times get tough and it gets hard. We say, you know, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Okay. And and it is tough. It is it is really tough. We're on a very, very steep learning curve. We we didn't know. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I often think if we knew exactly what we were heading into, you won't even start. You know, it's a good thing you don't always know what, what lies around the corner. But it has been an amazing learning curve. We have, I think, the feedback that we're getting from our customers and our consumers has been the kind of driving force behind it because it, the the feedback has just been continuously positive and amazing and and great and that 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 just keeps it going you know it, it has been tough we did take enough during COVID make no mistake but um, you know the the brand's not going anywhere and the three of us definitely aren't in the passion either. Well, th- th- yeah. th- that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, and I, do, I maybe just want to say, you know, a big thank you to our customers. You know, we have um, really felt the support. You know, we, we're new. We realize that. And people have been amazing in contacting us if they can't find the products. You know, they, they're driving from mall to mall to look for it, which is which is amazing. Um, you know, people are trialing it. People are interested to hear about it and where it comes from. And that's very encouraging uh, for a new brand like ours. So, you know, we, we just want to say thank you for the support. And we hope that we, we can carry on relying on that support. Uh, and, um, and just fly that you know, proudly for that concern very high. 